With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Friday. We made it. Or at least we think we did. I can smell the onions. Lou came in. He's a professional chef from a local uh, restaurant uh, restaurant uh, nearby in Fairfield, Connecticut. Hub and spoke, and we said to Lou, can you come in? Tyler is not able to uh, join us on Friday. And I'm out in the grilling area, so we had to move the Traeger grills about 25 feet away. We're dealing with a lot of stress here, yeah. but Fritzy worried we weren't going to have a meat Friday. He didn't care about anything else. We can have a meat Friday. How can we have a meat Friday if you're out there in the grilling area? But you see how the karma works? I'm now banned from uh, meat Friday today because of the whole Nick Wright 920 situation. Is that too much of a punishment for you that you you keep thinking that Nick Wright is available after nine o'clock in the morning? He's got a show first things you know, first things first on Fox Sports One. It shouldn't have taken six seven reminders from him that he can't do it uh, until after nine thirty. But he told you he he's did, not times. available. But I know one of my favorite things on the menu is. Uh, this particular Meat Friday. Some are better than others. And based on what I think you guys are making back there, that's probably my favorite of all Meat Friday options. Would you take a pie to the face to get out of the punishment? I guess. Yeah. And you really deserve like one. I know, but you deserve one. You, you do, because... I mean, yeah, he's got other things to do. It's a poor reflection on you. But you're not listening. And... You're not listening to Nick Wright when he says... Todd, I work till 9.30. At that moment, I listen, and then I dismiss it. It's just like when someone says, I can't do the show tomorrow. So then I'll say, oh, so can you do it in the second hour? Yeah. Yeah. Reflects poorly on me. It does. It <laughs> looks like you're hiring people that, uh, or don't, that, that pay that, attention. Yeah, that are insensitive and don't care. And, and that is true. It's, uh, I, 
Bad situation. Uh, So we do have a meat Friday. I guess we have uh, hamburgers. We got hot dogs. We got some brats. Who has it better than we do? Nobody. Oh, no, Todd. You shouldn't have been saying that. Sorry. (laughs) You guys, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You get to watch us eat. That's just very cold. I think that's And I'm going to eat a lot. Yeah. It's only fair. Yeah, Paulie. By the way, Dan, it was nice of you. You made six brats for us before you left yesterday. Yes, I did. And after you left, Seton went and got one. I went and got one. I saw Fritzy take down two brats. He was like Kobayashi. He went in the room, put two brats down, hit them with a line of mustard, and took them down in under 90 seconds, both of them. It was, it was a fascinating one. But I did a half a roll in each. It made me feel a lot better driving home. I went half roll instead of two full hot dog buns. Well, thank you, Todd. You're welcome. The Heat close out the 76ers. James Harden, James Harden no-shows. The Mavs roll the Suns. Tonight, Celtics-Bucks, game six. Why do I feel like the Celtics are going to win this game? It's like I had Memphis beating Golden State in the uh, last game, and they beat them badly. It's just one of those, it feels like the Celtics are going to win this game in Milwaukee. Grizzlies at the Warriors. I got Golden State favored by eight going into this game. I don't think John Morant's going to play. And as much as I love what I saw with the Grizzlies, even without John Morant this year, this will be a tall task. And I don't know if I've ever had a bone bruise. And this is in his knee. But uh, unless somebody else has had a bone bruise, between Fritzy and myself, we've had many, many, many surgeries. But I, I, I haven't had a bone bruise. Me either. Didn't do the bone bruise. I don't think so. But John Morant not able to play. The NFL uh, release party, Bills-Rams Thursday, Denver-Seattle Monday night, Tampa Bay and the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. A couple of phone calls. Gary in Michigan leads us off this final hour. We'll talk to our good buddy Ross Tucker in a little bit. Uh, Hey, Gary. Hey, Dan, the selfless Dan Patrick. Thank you, I'm just uh, your longtime legendary Yankee fan, and uh, I just had to uh, give you a quick call. Uh, This is kind of a place of the day. I don't know if you want to beep it just yet because I I watched Giancarlo Stanton set a a personal record of six runs, two home runs in a game. So I don't know if that fits into the programming, and I'll – I'll step back and I'll get my head shot so the next time I make a call, you can put me up there with Nick Wright and Ross Tucker. Okay, so. Gary. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, haven't really been locked in on the Yankees. You know, they had, what, an 11-game winning streak there. I saw where Aaron Judge hit a home run. Uh, uh, okay, that's it. Yeah, Yankees are 23-8, and eight, Dan. Yeah. And uh, your Houston Astros are 21 wins. Yeah. Angels, 21 wins. New York Mets, 22 wins. Brewers, 20 wins. Dodgers, Padres. You're a Padre. You picked the Padres a couple years ago. But how great is this that you have two legitimate teams in Los Angeles, if you want to include the Angels in Los Angeles, but, and then you have two teams in New York with the Mets and the Yankees. Now, granted, it's early, but if you're Major League Baseball, you're like, all right, I like this. Yes, Marv. You know what? We got to wait until the Yankees blow a three-game lead in October. Wow. Wow. And then Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton go one for 18 yeah. with the bases loaded. Yeah. Aaron Judge is going to get paid. I think the Yankees were betting against him having a big year, but Aaron Judge is off to a great start, start and uh, that's going to cost you. 
You already paid an exorbitant amount for Giancarlo Stanton. I don't care how many home runs he hits. I, I wouldn't have him on my team. But, hey, let's give him $300 million. All right. Those Cincinnati Reds are back, aren't they? Yeah, they've uh, won almost three in a row. All right. Two in a row. Okay. Uh, they're 8-24. and 24. The Reds have given up 200 runs this year. In comparison, the Dodgers have given up only 80 runs. Yeah. Yikes. Stat of Whoa. the day, stat of the day, bop, bop. stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what? what? Stat of the day. Top. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Todd has a limerick. Yes. You still have a limerick? I do have it. Okay. It's on the uh, Sixers being eliminated. If you give up the limerick, you can have meat Friday. Wow. That's pretty easy. I'll take the hot dogs and hamburgers over reading the limerick. We all win. Yeah. <laughs> America wins. Pretty You're good welcome. limerick, though. Yeah. yeah. It's a shame. It's a pretty good limerick. Oh, it is? Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Thanks. With but, a mask. No meat Friday. Oh. I'd rather eat, though. Disco. With a mask that was firmly in place, Embiid kept going with a fractured face. So it's a tough thing to pardon. Head-scratching effort from James Harden. Continue as his teammate may be tough to embrace. All right. Thank you, Todd. You're welcome. Todd with the final limerick of the day, of the week, (laughs) forever. What? No, no, no. Uh, Jeremy in Wisconsin. Hi, Jeremy. What's on your mind today? Hey, Ah. Mr. Patrick. Hi, Jeremy. Is it catching on yet? Uh, Wow. Yeah, yeah, it is. People are talking about it. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm aware. Okay. Uh, so I actually have a, a limerick as well for Fritzy for getting mixed showtime. So not the last limerick of the day for you all. Okay. So uh, here we go. So Todd doesn't know mixed showtime, but it is it appropriate for Wright to drop dimes? Because usually Fritzy is pretty clutch. And no meat on Friday is a little much. Does the penalty really fit the crime? Okay, that, that's Jeremy. Is that a limerick, Todd? It's a little long. The rhyming scheme was right. Yeah. But sometimes if you go too many words or syllables, that's when it gets a little tricky. I'm still trying to figure out iambic pentameter. <laughs> yes, Paulie. It both rhymed and was completely unentertaining at the same time. <laughs> Sounds like a limerick. <laughs> Uh, Eric in Denver. Hi, Eric. What's on? By the way, I just got my Sports Emmy invitation, and it says I asked to, I have to RSVP. Did you guys get this? Yeah, you have to click, give your name, and all that kind of stuff just to confirm you're coming, even though we already have tickets. Okay, because I was working prior to the show with a big German on the party bus going down, the strategy going down, and then when we get to the Sports Emmys, and then when we come back. I got a whole game plan here. I just got to figure out where we are in the program when they announce that you know somebody else has won. Then we pile into the party bus, and then we, we head back. Then we bounce, as the kids like to say. That's when we bounce. Right, Mar? Does that uh, seem accurate? I'm 38. I'm out of that, kids. Uh-uh. No, I like being this age. Uh, I'm not decent. Eric in uh, Denver. Hi, Eric. What's on your mind? Dan, hey guys. So I'm a dog trainer here in Denver, and I heard Polly's story, 
and I have a little bit of an antidote for that. Okay, Paulie, recap um, your story, and then Eric will give you an antidote. Two big dogs uh, across the street from me. They usually have uh, electric collars. They got loose somehow and uh, uh, just piled on this about 30-pound dog and roughed him up a little bit. All right. Gotcha. So they were going to kill that little dog. There's no doubt about that. That's what they were doing. That's how dogs are. They're primal. So the way you have to work with that, and first let me say that as a dog trainer, I don't believe in violence towards dogs, but when you got two dogs coming at you, you got to pick the one that's the weak link. So the follower, not the, not the first initial dog, but the follower, you want to kick that dog in its underbelly. That's the soft side. That's going to make that dog lose its air, run away. Then you got to jump on top of the other dog oh, and boy. pin it. One hand on the neck, one knee on the hip, and hold it down. The other dog will run away, and then you should be good to go once that dog calms down. You got a dog there with you right now, Eric? I got five dogs with me right here in my car. <laughs> I can hear some heavy breathing in there. Well, you know, that might not be one of the dogs. <laughs> well, thank you, Eric. Thank you for that. Uh, wow. Uh, there is no way... Now, if I kick a dog, but I'm not going to put my arm on its neck and then I'm going to pin it down, no way. Even if it's got your dog in its mouth? Oh. Well, he didn't say that, did he? Well, I thought, I thought the implication was that they were all fighting. You're breaking up a, a brawl. Hmm. Yeah, you know, whatever it would take if, if somebody went after my pup, you know. But I, I don't know if I could go, now I'm going to pin this dog down. Say, hey, uh, Tyler? Yes. I, Can you take care of this? Yes. I, Tyler or somebody in the back room. But uh, what, what's your other options? You're going to run up there and you'll uh, use your words. Use your words. Yes. I don't know if that's yes. going to work. <laughs> use your words. My, my kids, it, it doesn't even work. And they, they speak English. <laughs> Some, one of them fluently. I think I would have to beat up the owner of use the dogs. Use your words. But, use your words. You know, I'd have to go after the owner. Then the dogs would be upset that I was going after the owner. They'd come after me, right. and then my dog could get away. And I'd be maimed for the rest of my life. But it'd be worth it to save little winning. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> uh, Sean in Florida. Hi, Sean. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. How you doing today? Great. Great. I actually uh, waited on all, all the way to work. I'm currently making a coconut mango mojito, so I'm going to be quick with this. I just wanted to, uh, a little stat of the day, uh, the Lightning are actually undefeated after losing a game in the playoffs. I think they're 19-0 and 0 right now. And they're doing that with the Tampa Bay team that is the first uh, Tampa Bay team in history to have the highest payroll in their league, which I thought was pretty cool being a small market. The uh, Lightning actually, I think, are $108 million. But uh, thanks for uh, all you guys do. I got uh, my dog a bag of Penny's biscuits. He turns 13 tomorrow. And I uh, wanted to wish you guys a great oh, weekend. Great. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you, Sean. Thank you. You know, there's something about when Tampa gets to the playoffs. When it's, when it's hockey, when it's baseball, and you go, oh, my God, here they are again. Now, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that's different. But when you, you think of... Baseball and hockey, when Tampa gets into the postseason. And now you have another Game 7 coming up. So three Game 6s tonight in the NHL, and then three Game 7s 
coming up tomorrow. We'll take a break. Our good buddy Ross Tucker will stop by. We'll talk about the NFL schedule. If you missed earlier in the show, if you miss anything, you can always go back and listen to it on the podcast. Go to danpatrick.com. We gave you our thoughts on the best and worst game of the first week of the regular season. Also, this is when fans start to make travel plans because when the schedule comes out, let's say you're in a cold weather team and your team happens to be playing in Miami or Arizona, that's when you start to make those plans. We'll take a break. We're back after this. Dan Patrick Show. Oh, we all have different ideas about success. We achieve it at different times in different ways. If you've recently changed jobs or considering retirement, you're probably thinking about your own version of success and striving to reach your goals. Maybe it's time to start thinking about your investment portfolios and retirement accounts. Retirement is a big deal. When it comes to investing for retirement, most people can't afford to make mistakes. You don't have to do it alone either. Stiefel is here to help you. For over 130 years, that's what they've been doing, helping clients, Stiefel Financial Advisors, create personalized retirement plans, understand all the options for claiming Social Security, implement an investment portfolio designed around your needs. And that's just the start. As a client, you have access to Stiefel's award-winning equity research and investment strategy views, enabling you to make informed decisions regarding your hard-earned wealth. Invest in your success. Find a Stiefel Financial Advisor at Stiefel.com. S-T-I-F-E-L, Stiefel.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company, Incorporated. Member SIPC, NYSE. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. We'll check in with our good buddy Ross Tucker here in a moment. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Update the poll results if you can, Seton. We got two working right now, Dan. Okay. Um, 80, almost 80% of the audience would take Kyrie Irving over James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Okay. If they were all three available at the same price. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yep. Right. And then the other one, uh, if a neighbor's dog attacks your dog, what would you do? 62% of the audience go after the attacking dog. Yeah. Man. Until you're in the moment, you know, I'm not sure what I would do, but once you're in the moment, then you'd probably do anything that you could. Uh, Joe in Wisconsin. We'll get to Joe, and then we'll get to Ross Tucker. Hi, Joe. What's on your mind today? Morning, boys. Uh, wife is 40-plus weeks pregnant. Just wanted to check in if you have any advice for the second one. And then I made the amateur move yesterday when I told her that all she does is nag me. So, uh, oh, good, thing I wasn't, uh, good thing I wasn't within, uh, good thing I wasn't within slapping distance. But, what uh, the hell are you doing, dude? <laughs> oh my God. He's asking for advice. You needed to call me before yesterday and Dang. I could have given you advice. Let's say your wife nags you. I mean, she might, but you don't say it, certainly when she's pregnant. Yeah, Paul. I think we might want to distance ourselves from Joe. Even if we just chat with him, we're in trouble. <laughs> hmm. I already just texted my wife to apologize. <laughs> For Joe. Yeah, I'm sorry that Joe said that to his wife. <laughs> Second baby advice. Well, you want to try to be there for all of them. And if you can, great. But um, knowing what you did and didn't do for the first one, that can be beneficial for uh, round two. Although no birth is uh, the same. 
Yeah, Paul. You gave me a piece of advice when I had my second uh, child, and you said, try to take as many pictures of the second one as you do with the first because it's natural to take way less. Yeah. Well, even home movies. And, and I just remember where you had that first one and you're like, oh, I got to take pictures. We got to videos. We got to. And then the next one comes along and then you got to sort of take pictures and sort of take videos. Then the third one came along. By the time we had the fourth one, we're like, uh, did you get any pictures of her in their first year? I don't think so. Not good advice. Ross Tucker, he went to Princeton. He's happy to tell you about it. CBS Westwood One color analyst, host of the Ross Tucker football podcast. How often do you remind people you went to Princeton, Ross? I mean, almost never. Why are you taking shots? You I don't just know. Bring me on. I don't know. Like, come on, what, what, what did I do to deserve? I don't that? know. I'm under the weather. I'm, I'm under the weather, and I'm mad, and I'm, I want to lash out at somebody, and I lash out at Fritzy all the time, and, and so you, you just, you popped up on the screen, and I have to yell at you. Well, I hope you feel better. Yeah. I've been watching this week. I saw the hat and everything. Um, I'm, you're you're a, a warrior for doing the show all <laughs> week, even though you haven't been feeling great. I'll say this, Dan, in all sincerity, people bring up the Princeton thing all the time. It's not me. It's like people have like a little bit of like a inferiority or insecurity thing about it. I don't know. I don't bring it up. Well, I, it's not relevant to the NFL or even college. Nobody asked me about Princeton football. So it's not, but people always bring it up somehow. But people expect you to be smarter, <laughs> right? I, I think that's fair. Yeah, it's it's like eight years in a row. It's number one school in the country. The reality is, and you know this, um, football absolutely helped with uh, me getting accepted there. In fact, Dan, I never told you this before. The valedictorian of my high school, my year had 1550 SATs back when they were really hard. He did not get into Harvard or Princeton. I got into both. And let me just tell you, my SATs and my class rank were lower, yeah. lower than his. It was bad. I mean, I saw him, I saw him in the hallways. All he ever wanted to do was go to Harvard or Princeton. And all I wanted to do, Dan, was play football at Penn State. So I told him, I saw him in the hallway. I'm like, listen, man, when you were fooling around studying, I was lifting weights trying to get in the best colleges. Wow. <laughs> sure that made him feel better. Oh, he went to Columbia or Penn. He's a doctor. It doesn't make a difference. He's, I'm sure he's doing great. All right. Your reaction to the NFL schedule release. Is there one thing that stood out more than anything else? Well, two things stood out to me. Number one, the fact that they made it like a 10-day miniseries, Dan, is just hilarious. I mean, it's, you know, they started last week with the international game announcement. Then they had the initial Amazon game announcement. Then they had, I mean, it's unreal what they've made this into. And guess what? We all feed into it. Yeah, I'm we fine with eat, it. We all eat it up. Yeah. You know, they're, they were giving standalone games by releasing it that way and bait 8 45 in the morning and they're giving me the thursday night amazon game i'm like all right you know what they should do you know what would be amazing next year announce the schedule one team at a time so like they announced the jet schedule 
and Patriots fans know two of their games. Then they announce the Dolphins schedule, and, and Patriots fans know four of their games. Like, and people are putting it together, and then there's leaks. Like, it, it's unbelievable how much intrigue there is to it. So that's one thing that jumped out to me. Uh, the other thing that jumped out, which I think is just interesting, yeah, week two, they have a Monday Night Football doubleheader, but there's an hour and a half overlap. So, Dan, you know, my favorite team I played for was the Buffalo Bills. I say it all the time. I love playing for the Bills. I played for five teams. That was my favorite. They they host the Titans at 7-15. At 8-30, the Eagles host the Vikings. You know I do the Eagles preseason games on TV. I do their pregame on the radio, so I watch them. They've got, like, the two teams I watch the closest overlapping in quote-unquote standalone games. They've never done it before. I just talked to Michael North from the NFL on the Ross Tucker podcast. He said they might try three different kinds of doubleheaders next year. It's a little bit weird, but they're, they're experimenting. They're trying something different. We're talking to Ross Tucker. He went to Princeton and a former NFL lineman, host of the Ross Tucker football podcast. Who's the Bengals this year? Such a good question. I think they'll be good. I'm not sure they're the favorite in the AFC North. I think the Ravens are going to come back with a vengeance. Now, not, not the, how are the Bengals going to be. Who will be this year's Bengals? Oh, 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 oh. I thought since the Bengals had five primetime games, you were like doing an existential question of like, who are they? Are, <laughs> are they worthy of that? Um, oh, this year's Bengals. That's a good question. Do, do the Broncos count? Sure. Or is that unfair? No. I mean, okay, then probably the Broncos. I was you know, going to say the Eagles. I was going to say the Eagles. You know what? I can see the Eagles being very good. I really can. I mean, they're so good up front, both sides of the ball. Look at their schedule, which I'm not a big believer in. Oh, they have an easy stretch or a tough stretch because it evens out. Yeah. But they really have a great chance to get off to a great start. It's hurt second full year as a starter. They have AJ Brown. The NFC East is not that tough. I think the Cowboys will be down. And I think the NFC in general as a conference is a lot more winnable than the AFC. So, yeah, I think a surprise – I think that would be a really nice surprise Super Bowl pick is the Eagles. But if I say that I'm a homer, you can say that I can't. The team that's overrated. Probably still the Packers in my mind. I see a lot of people – talking about the Packers going to the Super Bowl, that they couldn't go to the Super Bowl when they had the best receiver in the NFL. Now they're going to go without him? I mean, I I don't really see that happening. I, I think that they will lose a playoff game like they seemingly do every year. I'm not feeling the Packers getting to the Super Bowl. I just think you lose a guy like Devontae Adams, I think it, I think it, it, there's a vibe. I think, it, I think it hurts the locker room. Did you see all the Titans players, how upset they were when the team traded A.J. Brown? Well, so was the coach. I don't think that's conducive to winning. Mike Vrabel did his best acting when he had that press conference talk about losing A.J. Brown. It's like, uh, you know, I understand what management's doing. Like, uh, okay, good for you. It, it's awkward, Dan. And I look, I, don't, I think John Robinson and Mike Vrabel get along great. But if things start to go south there – you know fully well Vrabel's going to say, oh, really, ownership? Amy Adams strunk? It wasn't my idea. 
to move on from A.J. Brown for monetary reasons. Plus, Vrabel had just come out three weeks earlier and said that they would not trade A.J. Brown as long as he was the coach. Vrabel's a former player. We were teammates in New England. He knows that's a bad look for him. You know, you say something publicly like that and then go against that, it's not a good look. The underdog, the most underappreciated team going into this season will be? Um, I think the Ravens. I think the Ravens, you know, because of how they finished last year, because they trade Hollywood Brown and they have, quote, unquote, no receivers, I don't think people realize how good they have a chance to be. They were absolutely decimated by injuries last year. Lamar obviously didn't play at the end of the season. I think the Ravens come back with a vengeance. I think there's a great chance they win that division. I'm curious about the Cleveland Browns with Deshaun Watson and when he plays, how much he's going to play. Does he get punished at all this year? Um, Feels like these trials, these cases are not going to be heard until after this upcoming season. I don't know if the NFL is proactive on something like this or they, and is that a reason why the Cleveland Browns could be holding on to Baker Mayfield a little bit longer? That if Deshaun is going to be suspended for six, eight games. Well, if you look at the Browns' schedule, Dan, and this is what people do, and I do it as well, to try to read the tea leaves, they didn't give the Browns a whole lot of primetime games. And they didn't give the Browns primetime games early. I think it's bad for business. I I think whether he's suspended or not, it's bad for business to have Deshaun Watson while these legal cases are hanging over his head in primetime. You know, everything they do, it's the thing that makes me laugh about all the fan bases that are all upset and the NFL hates them. You know this. The whole thing is to maximize ratings. This is a business. They're maximizing. They don't care about your – they don't hate your team any more than they like some other team. They like ratings. But they also don't like bad PR, which is why I think they're trying to hide Deshaun Watson and the Browns as much as possible – I don't think they see the value. Look, Jerry Jones probably says to him, put the Browns on every week. People will be complaining about it, and any publicity is good publicity. NFL doesn't see it that way. And I think their schedule and the lack of primetime games for the Browns, pretty good indicator because they're probably the best team to have the fewest amount of primetime games. If Tom Brady, former teammate, asked for advice that he's going to go into the broadcasting booth, at some point next couple of years, what would you tell Brady? Yeah, really simple. Make sure you're having fun. He's so intense. I am not worried about him from a preparation standpoint at all. He's the biggest psycho I've ever been around. I mean that as a compliment. Like, he will be crazy prepared, but can he just enjoy himself? You know, I like Romo a lot. Because I like broadcasters, Dan, that I can tell they love it. I can tell they have fun. It's the reason why your show is so successful. Everybody can tell that you guys and the Danettes, you're having a great time. I mean, that's what it's supposed to be. I can tell Romo's having a blast. There are other guys, I'm not always sure if they love football. I'm not sure if they're having a really good time doing it. I don't know if Brady's going to be able to do that. I think he's going to be so intense about the information and wanting to do well, I don't know if he'll be able to loosen up and relax 
and really enjoy it. And I think it's hard to really be good if you're not enjoying it. That needs to come across. I think it's bananas that he got that much money without ever having done it before. It's one thing for Romo after he proved himself. It's another thing for Aikman after he proved himself. To give Tom that much money when he might stink, you know, he might not be good at it, is really an interesting decision. And you can over-prepare. And having worked with analysts, you know, you tell them, just cut it in half. Because you get so consumed with, I got to know everything. It's, it was my approach when I hosted the Olympics for the first time. I thought I had to know everything about everything. And then I realized, as a result, I didn't know anything about anything. Because I was just, my mind was so full of stats and countries and stars and events. And I talked to Al Michaels, and he gave me the greatest advice that I ever received with the Olympics. He said, Dan, my man, half hour at a time. Know what you need to know the next half hour and then the next half hour. Instead of kind of piling on and saying, I know everything, and then I didn't use 97% of that stuff. And that's what I'm wondering about Brady, that does he just dive in because he has to? People expect that. And then can you come off naturally and still have all that information? And I think that's going to be the trick for Tom is, can he have Romo-like moments where he seems downright giddy that this team is doing this in this moment and that result? So, so Dan, what's so fascinating about Tom is his public persona and social media presence are like a total 180. You know, he's so buttoned up in every press conference or interview he ever does, right? Almost robotic. But yet his social media is amazing. So any any and I I'm sure it's somebody else's ideas, but his social media is amazing. He's got to be somewhere in between those two. Yeah. He's got to be relaxed. It's like when I whenever I fill in for you, the first couple of times Dan, I had all kinds of notes and then like five minutes in, it's a meet Friday, and Paulie asked me what mustard I wanted. To, I wanted. The next thing I know, it's noon, and I'm putting sausage. <laughs> I'm putting brats in my cup for the drive home. Like, I, I mean, I don't even. I don't even have notes when I fill in for you anymore. It's unbelievable because it just it happens so much more naturally if when you just engage with the guys. Well. Paulie would suggest you had a couple of notes next time you did it. Just Just like four or five. Just just a couple of notes there. Jumping off points. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, just a couple of notes. That's all. Uh, Hey, it's great to talk to you as always. Thanks for joining us, and uh, thanks for all the input that you uh, provide for us. Of course. My pleasure. Feel better. Thank you for having me, Dan. That's Ross Tucker. He went to Princeton, CBS Westwood One color analyst, host of the Ross uh, Tucker football podcast. He's always great. He's always got that energy. Yeah. Right loud, right right away. Nice. Yes, Paul. Ross is serious. The first time he's here was a meat Friday. He took three bratwurst, put them in one of those tall coffee cups, about yeah. an inch of mustard at the bottom. <laughs> he's driving four hours back to Pennsylvania with his knee and then just wolfing down brats. He sent me a picture. It was great. If you're watching on Peacock, we have the Traeger girls fired up. Uh, our designated chef came in for the bullpen, Lou, taking over for Tyler. And uh, we'll let you know what's coming off the Traegers right after this. 
Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just wanted to say thank you for all the backroom guys, everything they did to try to make it as comfortable as possible doing the show outside, given the circumstances with testing positive for COVID. So, guys, thank you very much. Here's Arcade Fire. Tonight, Celtics at the Bucks. Bucks are a slight favorite. Grizzlies at the Warriors. Warriors, an eight-point favorite. The uh, Heat closing out the Sixers. Now await the winner of the uh, Bucks and the Celtics series. And the Mavericks roll the Suns. We have a Game 7. And uh, maybe it feels like we get a Game 7 between the Celtics and the Bucks. I, I'm going to take Phoenix against Dallas in Phoenix. Um, yeah, Nick Wright brought up something interesting. Like, you know, Chris Paul is getting to a certain age where can you rely on him to be as great as he's been? Because at some point, he's going to start acting his age. He's been in great in game sevens in his career. But Devin Booker is who I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for Devin Booker to say, all right, Luca, you want to go toe for toe, toe to toe? I'm ready. And he hasn't shown that. But uh, Mavericks, they uh, force a game seven. All right, last call for phone calls. What we learned, uh, what's in store for Monday, this day in sports history, final results of the poll question. By the way, the 1215 podcast, that's the backroom guys. They don't get to eat until 1215 on Friday. I don't know what they have planned. Mario is the uh, host. The big German takes uh, part. Dylan, who's part of our gambling podcast, is in there as well. And uh, Marvin. Marvin is uh, still part of the 1215ers. My humility is that I'm really trying my hardest to remain humble <laughs> at this point. That's what I'm trying to say. They keep waiting for Marvin to change because he's not really a backroom guy now that he's on TV, on on radio. You're you're our hybrid. I mean, look, I was recognized at Home Depot. Oh, so, you were. Yeah. Yeah. Getting, we're getting floors done. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm acting brand new. New <laughs> floors in my. Uh, Upstairs, yeah, upstairs bedroom, and uh, the guy was like, "Oh, you look familiar." And my wife is just so she's like, "Oh, he's on the Dan Patrick show." <laughs> and so she's like, "Oh, I recognize you. You guys were just talking about you said, like pies to the face or something like that." So yeah, yeah, Paul. Did he ask for a hand with the stuff he's picking up? Oh, wow. wow. No. I thought maybe that's what the guy would have said. No, Marvin needed uh, a hand <laughs> to help him out. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop right there. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, could you give me a hand? I got these small hands. Like, I can't lift this stuff. I had a friend who reached out to me this morning, 6.20 in the morning. Happy birthday, Dan, exclamation point. And then I thought, well, it's not my birthday. It's Sunday. So I sent a note back and I said, uh, hey, Jim, almost. It's Sunday. And he goes, are you sure? 
<laughs> yeah, I didn't know where my birthday is. Yeah, Paul. So if we wish you happy birthday today, we don't have to do it on Monday? Oh, you don't have to do it any day. Happy birthday today. All right. For Monday. For well, Sunday. you can do it Sunday. Okay. Well, text you Sunday. Well, I know Fritzy's going to. Just trying probably, to beat Todd, actually. I will probably text you around midnight on Saturday night. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I just, I just want to be the first to wish you a happy birthday. Many, many more. In 18 seconds. Many more. Maybe a birthday limerick for your oh, inbox. Oh, <laughs> on the week, why, a weekend birthday why limerick. Why are you doing that to me, You're, Satan? Happy birthday. Uh, a happy birthday uh, today. Uh, 12.30 at night, Saturday. Happy birthday uh, limerick. Have a blessed birthday, Todd Fritz. Oh, God. We're already thinking some rhymes. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait for that limerick. Yes, Paul. What was worse, though, when Todd earlier this week, when you had COVID, told you to have rest and lots of fluids? I know. I know. As if that was, he invented it. You can get dehydrated very yeah. quickly with that. Nobody suggested rest and, uh, you know, have plenty of fluids. But fluid. not just any fluids, you know, like Pedialyte, Gatorade. Like, oh, because I started drinking beer that you early. Shouldn't, you shouldn't. I went early. I wouldn't go with wine, sangria. Goes, Should you be drinking beer with COVID? And I go, yeah, Todd said to have plenty of fluids. <laughs> uh, it's about electrolytes and uh, you know, a lot of water and Gatorade and stuff. All right. uh, did you do final results of the poll question, Stephen? We didn't yet, but we can okay. if you want. That sounds good. Yeah. Uh, right now, okay. we have, if all three were free agents at the same asking price, uh, 80% of the audience would sign Kyrie Irving. And then if a neighbor's dog attacks your dog, what do you do? 63% now going after the attacking dog. Wow. Uh, this day in sports history for us, uh, polyester. Not too juicy, but 83, Reggie Jackson of the Yankees became the first major league player to strike out 2,000 times in his career, not on the season. Overrated. <laughs> Actually, I, I I would watch Reggie Jackson. I was such a big Oakland A's Reggie Jackson fan. When he struck out, it it was second only to when he would hit a majestic home run. But I always felt like, damn, that guy really cares. He's swinging so hard. You know, in my mind, I'm like, man, nothing as exciting as Reggie Jackson striking out. No. But uh, I just know Reg never got cheated when he would swing. Yes, Tom. He was almost in a seated position. Yeah. His legs were all like stretched out. If you ever see like a baseball card or a photo of him, he's almost sitting completely down. It was like he would uh, coil himself into the ground. Uh, what else? Uh, this day in sports. Nineteen ninety-one. The PA announcer at or the guys who handled the music at uh, Yankee Stadium. Jose Canseco was playing at Yankee Stadium. He'd just broken up with Madonna, and they played the song "Like a Virgin" when he came up to his next at bat. <laughs> That'd be a good job for me. Nice and snarky. You wouldn't think Yankee Stadium would have a sense of humor, but that's pretty good. Didn't Conseco have a a rocket ship for a car? Like you had to he had to get rocket fuel? Does that does that sound right? Yes, yes. He told us about a car he had and he told us because this is when he was on house arrest. We had him on our show. We had him on on a regular basis. From prison. Even from prison. He had one phone call and he called us and then house arrest. We true. have him on. He told you about a car he had. He says, the tough part is it doesn't take normal fuel. I got to find rocket fuel for it. <laughs> true story. Damn, That's when you got too much money. What are you doing, hon? I got to go get some rocket fuel for my car. Yeah, it's just out there in the garage. What do you think rocket fuel would cost now, given what it cost oh. at the pumps? <laughs> On this day in 1955, Mickey Mantle hit three consecutive home runs. All three traveled at least 463 feet. Uh, let's go around the room what we learned on this program. We learned a lot this week, I think. Paulie, 
I'm going to start with you. What did you learn this week? Nick Wright has a job in the mornings. Yes, and he's not available to join us until after 9.30 a.m. Eastern. Including Mondays and Wednesdays are no good. Todd, what did you learn? Ross Tucker isn't the one who boasts about having gone to Princeton. It's others who bring it up. Mm, but he has that look about him that he says, does. go Sm- ahead, ask me where I went Smug. to college. Seton O'Connor. Nick Wright is not available until after 9.30. No, he's not. Marvin. He's not first things first. Up until 9.30. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. What did I learn today, Todd? Uh, that there was a cloud of anxiety over the show today with Tyler out today. I know. It was Meet Friday <laughs> in jeopardy for all of us. <laughs> Todd has not asked how Tyler's feeling. All he wanted to know is if Tyler's not here, who's going to be cooking for Very us? Very important question. Lou did a great job. We appreciate him coming in from the bullpen. Sun is out. The Traeger's fired up. It's barbecue season. And you can eat exactly how we eat. That's great. Traeger dot com slash dp show use the promo code dp show for free shipping have a great weekend mtv's official challenge podcast is back for another season and so are we i'm tori deal and i'm anisa ferreira the wait is over guys all stars four is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.